Oh. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning. learning about arts and culture uh, frank you a big art guy you a big art guy uh not so much my uh my my spouse is big in art and uh i'm i'm not what's a what's your what's your favorite kind of art um uh, i like electronics you like <laughs> hey, electronics can be an art now at this point you know they they have uh, abstract art where you can build and do all kinds of stuff right yeah i mean i like i like i like making things and then make those things do other things like make things so like you know if i put together like a circuit board or something like that right i can program that to make pretty lights or electricity or whatever it is that's that's my kind of art that's that's definitely art right. i mean you just defined art for us right there and it's 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 an art and it's a skill and one that many many people do not possess and so uh pretty cool it, it goes it all goes hand in hand that's right that's right. Well, and, and art uh, for me has always been uh, a, a mixed emotions. Because in my mind, I'm Picasso. The art I, I make is beautiful. Just stunning. Absolutely gorgeous. But the unfortunate part, and this is true, it seems like for a lot of artists, it's not until you're dead that people appreciate your art. And so I'm just keeping a file. Just keeping it to the side. Told Demi, hey, worst case, years down the road, just take the file out, put it up on the internet. It'll go viral. Kind of like Michael Jackson, like, right? He supposedly he has like a bunch of songs that he wrote and produced that never he never released and that the family just has. Just hanging on to him for a rainy day. In case you need some, need a quick Millie, just release one. Not bad. Not a bad backup plan. You got to have a backup plan. And no, I'm not, I'm not talking about just if you die. I'm talking about in life. I mean, art, art obviously hasn't worked out for me. I've thought about pottery. Could have been a clay artist. Don't know what the margins are in that game, though. I'm not familiar. If I think back to high school, throwing down on the wheel, having a good old time. Don't know how much they'd sell for. A lot of people doing pottery these days. Seems like a saturated market. I wonder if there's a particular art market that's just so niche, like glass blowing. Glass blowing would be just fun. Don't know the intricacies. I know it's got to get hot, and I know I sweat a lot. Those two combo, that combo right there, 
probably not the best for me. Probably not the best. But I do it just for the love of the game. You catch me blowing glass. Some of the finest glass you've ever seen blown. If I did it. Choosing not to right now. Choosing just to sit behind this microphone and hang out with you this morning. Are you driving into work? Have you began your journey this morning? Few more cars on the road today than yesterday. Definitely a few more out there. I don't know what it is about Tuesdays. Everybody all all of a sudden decide to get up and go to work. Decide to get up and go. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking us along with you. 844-STUDIO-4. Something's on your mind this morning. Share it. We'd love to hear it. We're going to have word of the day. Word of the day is coming up uh, where Frank is going to give me a word and I've got to guess the definition. Octothorpe Tuesdays. Octothorpe Tuesdays. See? See, if you weren't listening yesterday, you may be a little confused. Look up the definition of Octothorpe and then come back at me. 844-STUDIO-4. Good morning, LKN. We'll be right back. Now, more stimulating talk for Lake Norman Statesville with Justin Kazepis. It's Good Morning LKN on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, LKN. Stimulating conversation is all we do around here. Just getting those mind wheels churning this morning. And this is what you do. This is how you get it really going. Just pause and do that for a moment. Wherever you're at right now. Hold on. The, the taking a selfie with a random person can wait just a moment. Just take that cup. Take a sip. Take a breath. And just say thank you. Thank you for another day. Six feet above ground, and it's a good day. Hanging out with you, 844-STUDIO-4, something's on your mind. It's time for word of the day, though. Frank, are you prepared for the word of the day today? A thousand percent. I am so ready. Okay. Stoked. Let me grab my pen. Okay. There we go. Ready? The word of the day is sternutation. 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 It is a noun, and it is sternutation. Okay, it is a noun, so it is a person, place, or a thing. So the word of the day, this is where Frank tells me a word, and I've got to guess the definition. So sternutation, a noun. May I have it in a sentence, please, sir? Yes. Um, Jenny knew... She put on too much perfume when her passengers erupted into a fit of sternutation. Rage. Just a fit of rage. How dare she put so much of that perfume on? They weren't probably raging, though. They probably were uh, nauseous. Not nauseous. Not nauseous. No. Perfume makes me nauseous sometimes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like ammonia, you know? Depending on the perfume. Right. I digress. Sternutation. Sternutation. They, they, can you give me another sentence? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Frank is making up these sentences actually right now. He's not even like cheating. So, right. Go ahead, Frank. So, let's see. Bill, I'm going to pick on Bill. Bill's not here. Bill 
It's perfect to pick on someone who can't defend themselves. Oh, I know, right? Bill, when he walked outside, the bright light forced him to have a sternutation. Not a seizure. No. No, okay. Not, That's not that mean. Yeah, Good. please. Thanks, yeah. Gosh. This is a family show, Frank. Uh, <laughs> Sturdy To sneeze? You know, people sneeze when they look at the sun. There it is. To sneeze. No! Ding, ding, ding. Sternutation. Sternutation is the act of sneezing. There you go. The act of sneezing. So Demi, who has pretty severe allergies, often is in a fit of st- sternutation. Yep. I don't even know if that's the right conjugation. Can, you, can we reconjugate the word? Sternutating? Sternutate. Sternutate to sternutate. The sternutate, yeah. Sternutation, the act of sternutating. Yeah, it's the formal word for sneeze. The formal, well, that's what we are. We're formal around here. That's right. We are formal as formal gets. Uh, You won't find someone who's more formal than us. You just won't. You won't. Sternutation. So Octothorpe was Mondays. Sternutation is Tuesdays. Let me see if I can put something together here. Oh, Octothorpe sternutation. There you go, hundred percent. You could uh, you could always start off with Octothorpe. There you go, Octothorpe. Which, if you weren't listening yesterday, Octothorpe is the official term for hashtag. Octo meaning eight. If you draw a tic tac toe board, count the points. Eight. Thorpe. They don't know where that part came from, though. No idea. Maybe it was a person who invented it. Maybe someone sternutated, and that's what they said. Don't know. Seems legit. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very uh, plausible and possibly probable either way. So there you go. Word of the day the, the, that keeps the mind going, be a lifelong student. You know, that, that's a big part of it. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up with, with other, you know, things, educating things. Uh, Fed meeting today. Fed meeting today. Uh, will will J-Pat, is he going to raise the rates? You know, is it built into the markets? Is that all you're going to hear about on the news? Is the rates, the interest rates, are they going to climb? Are they going to go down? I would imagine the consensus is they're going to go up. But by how much? By how much is the question? Maybe you're a financial expert. Maybe you got a take on J-PAL. 844-STUDIO-4. You got to take on J-Pal and what's going to happen tomorrow. Let's play some bets. You know, sports, sports gambling might be legal soon. But I don't, I don't bet on sports because I'm terrible at it. I typically don't bet in general. But hey, let's just hear your take. J-Pal, is he going to raise the rates? If so, by how much? Because you got to have a good spread. You got to be willing to have a point spread on this thing, people. You can't just say yes. Default yes. 25 bips, 50 bips, who's saying 75? Somebody is. There's somebody who is bearish on this market. You bearish or bullish? Frank, what's your take on interest rates? You care at all? Nope. Not a lick. Not a lick. Not interested. Not interested. Doesn't matter what J-Pow does. Frank Horvath lives his life. Who's J-Pow? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. No, He's basically just a meme. That's it. That's his only role is to be a meme at this point in life. Want to explain why something's happened in the world? J-Pow meme. Wonder why your kid won't eat breakfast? J-Pow meme. Wondering why you continue to sternutate? Sternutate? 
J-Pow meme. Octotherp J-Pow. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Look, everyone, what are the prices at the grocery store now? Because that's what we were talking about before as far as determining how high can they go. Is that a concern anymore? Is the grocery store a concern for people anymore? Or have we just accepted the prices? Are we just there? If, what if milk was $10 a gallon? Would we just be okay with it? I'd probably buy a cow. Maybe, maybe that's how we get, that's, that's what we can do. Just buy a cow, buy some chickens, and then you don't even have to worry about it. You can just keep going then at that point. You talk about self-sustainability. That's my prediction of, of if, if in a major economic global crisis happens again, the dollar falls out, the barter system. That's where it goes. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to go this digital currency. Bitcoin. I got some buddies who are all about some Bitcoin. I'm like, well, if something goes down and the internet goes out, what do you do? If you got no internet, you, you don't have Bitcoin. So I don't think that's the end-all, be-all. Uh, maybe the One World Order comes through and creates a unified currency system. There's a book that talks about that. I'm not going to get into that right now. But I think that the true system will be, if, if the apocalypse happens, barter. All right, Frank, we're going to play a game then. Let's do it. You can either have water, power, or food. Which of those three resources are you choosing to have an unlimited supply of? Water. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good choice. Because worst case, you use the sun, the sunlight. And you could eat plants if you had to every day, pretty much. Well, I mean, water can give you everything else don't be cheating with that don't be saying, don't hey. be building <laughs> turbines and all this other stuff that you'd be doing don't don't go cheating like that look no this what? is we're limited in this game to one resource you got to trade for everything else i'm good i'm good with that water 100%. okay what about you yeah Where i'd go I, water would be yeah. it's it's hard you yeah, can't I stole live it. you can yeah you did <laughs> and that's okay we can be on the same team uh water water right you have to have water what every, two days without water or something like that and you die Food, you can go a bit longer. Yeah. And again, the sun is out. And even if it's not, at least there's like enough light that I can be. In worst case, I can wrap myself in a loincloth. My water will be better. <laughs> better water? Like what? Is it, is, it, is it an extra O or an extra H? Which, what's better about it? I mean, it? It, it depends on how I market it. That's, it's all about marketing. <laughs> Frank's special water. Better than Justin's. That's it. <laughs> You know, that's a factor, though. You already have the slogan for me. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's all, it's going to, look, marketing's never going to go away. If you're bartering, you're talking about everyone's got to be a salesperson then at that point. Every family will be required to have at least one salesperson. And then unless you team up and then you start seeing colonies form again, it's going to get weird. There's going to be some weird things. I don't know. I don't know. Like if, if the neighborhood turned into a colony, I don't, would we survive? Is there enough skills in the neighborhood for people to survive? Depends on your neighborhood. That's exactly what it depends <laughs> on. I, I've got there's some people with skills in the hood. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, I just in, in this type of scenario, don't know how it would play out. This is one where it makes sense to like live in the middle of nowhere. Hundred percent. You just live in the middle of nowhere. You know every square inch of your land, and and you don't have to worry about anybody else doing anything. And you would be well aware. If something were to go down. Yeah, if my community was run kind of like the, how the HOA is run, <clears throat> then uh, we, we wouldn't last very long. <laughs> we haven't collected dues in six years. We just, we just wanted people to be nice. That was it. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work in the barter system. 
I'm trying to think like, okay, if I needed to trade, do you go for just one ally? Do you find a consistent trade partner? Do you try to spread it out across a bunch of different people? What do you think? You try to build a bunch of bridges with a bunch of people or you just keep it real tight knit? It depends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the things where, again, think, thinking, you know, myself, if you can be self-sufficient with your smaller community, your smaller tight knit community probably would make more sense to do that. Yeah. The more you spread yourself out thinner and thinner and thinner and you get more exposure. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and someone, someone's going to end up snitching at some point. You know right. what I mean? They're walking down the road. Where's your food supply? Oh, well, yeah. They get envious. They're like, hey, he's, he's partnering with quite a few people. Maybe he's got, he's got some stuff. You know, it's a da- the, the mind is a dangerous place because really it's just a normal Tuesday. Don't worry. The apocalypse is not happening today. Pretty confident in that. Uh, so you're not going to have to walk out of your house and go barter for some flour or anything like that this morning. No, you just, just drive your normal route to, to work. Just look around, but start thinking, where are you going to pitch tent? Where are you going to grow some crops? Where are you going to be? It's good to have a backup plan. I'm learning that. It's good to have a plan. You got to be prepared. It's good morning, LKN. What's your plan today? 844-STUDIO-4. We're going to hear from either Mayor Adkins or Megan Suber. We'll see dealer's choice on which one. I'm going to find out here shortly. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. We'll be right back. Good morning, LKN continues now on WSIC. News Talk Now. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. Frank's on the sticks today. Bill's at the beach. Bill the Beach Bum. The new name. He was Bill the Buffer. This week he's Bill the Beach Bum. But he'll be back. He'll be back on Thursday. But Frank, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Appreciate you, it. You sell you celebrate a lot of national holidays? Uh it depends on the holiday. There's a few today. Yeah. There, there's a few holidays today. Uh National Wine and Cheese Day. That fits the arts and culture scene right there. My wife is gonna love that. That's that's a holiday right there. I love a good cheese. I'll try a random cheese. You ever just go to the grocery, pick out a random cheese and go for it? Actually, I have. Absolutely. I have too. Some of them have been terrible. Some of them have been great. Yeah, some of them you like open the package and you go, not eating that. Do not you, gonna happen. Do you just not, <laughs> not, not even gonna do it? The answer is no. This is, I thought this was gonna work, and then now that I'm looking at it, it's not gonna work. Looked great, smelled worse. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Some some cheeses like it's kind of like wine, right? Isn't there some cheeses that like are really good, like if they're rotten? Like, isn't that a thing? Blue blue cheese? Is, is blue, blue cheese, cheese rotten really though? I mean, it's got like I don't know. Isn't it like just basically cheese and yogurt? Something like that put together? I thought it was moldy cheese. Moldy I mean, cheese. It, it looks like moldy cheese. Particular well, moldy. What, I guess that's what cheese is, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I used to not like blue cheese, but then I don't know. Randomly, I got like this affinity for it. I went to some restaurant that I can't remember where. I think it may have been Peninsula Prime. It may have been Peninsula Prime in Cornelius, and I went there, and then I tried their blue cheese, and I was like, wow. I can actually get on board with it. It's basically ranch with cheese inside of it right. that just sours it. It's just a little bit of tangy. But, you know, you dip some French fries and in, in some blue cheese, it's not a bad scene. Blue cheese burger, blue cheese steak, blue yeah. cheese and beef. Just, it's, it's a marriage in heaven. Blue cheese and beef. We went to a Vegas once and had peanut butter on a burger once. I guess that was the thing Elvis liked, back, and they, they called it the Elvis burger there. It was pretty good, too. It's not cheese, 
but uh, it's 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 something on a burger. So National Wine and Cheese Day, if you're going to celebrate, just be safe. You know, wine is a dangerous thing. Wine is dangerous. I can't drink it. I don't drink it. I get an instant headache. One glass, I just instant headache with the wine. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a wine aficionado. No, it's not my it's not my forte. I've never understood it. Uh, you s- you smell it. You know, you swish it around the glass. Have a good time with it. Taste it. Never did it for me. Yeah. Just didn't. So not my thing. National merry-go-round day. You gonna ride a merry-go-round today? I am gonna find a merry-go-round. I'm gonna tape my kid and just rock out. Tape the, your kid? No, take. Oh, take. take. I take. thought you said tape your kid, <laughs> Frank. You just roll a duct tape. Just set them up. Yeah. I'll be back in two hours. <laughs> Enjoy it. It's a national holiday. It's a national holiday. The closest merry-go-round, maybe uh, Carolyn's. Carowinds might be the closest merry-go-round if they even have. I assume they have a merry-go-round there. I don't, know. I don't know if I'll ride a roller coaster ever again in my life after that drama. Just a broken pillar at a roller coaster. Are you thinking of a merry-go-round or a carousel? So the merry-go-round is that thing you find on kids' parks, right? That goes around. Sure, around, yeah, around, yeah, yeah, around. yeah. Like a horse. Yeah, that goes. No, 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 no. That's that's carousel. So what's the difference? Merry-go-round's just a. a, a a disc out in the middle of a park that has like on a bearings and it just goes round and round and round. Kids no, yeah, right? Am I am I thinking Frank, this wrong? You're talking about like the torturous where you lean up against the wall and it spins a million miles an no, hour. No, no, not that. Not Frank. You're gonna duct tape your kid to that, no. Frank? That's where your mind was. Oh I, my gosh! I am verifying this right now. Oh my gosh! Somebody send help. Ah, see, I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. Okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll verify that. I don't know. If you know, call eight four four studio four. Yeah, define merry go round for us uh, versus uh, carousel. I guess maybe they're maybe they're not mutually exclusive to each other. I don't know. National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. I can get down on this. Oh yeah, this is pretty much every day for me. Ice cream. I've said it before is one of my weaknesses. There's just I could I could eat I could eat a hot fudge sundae every meal. No issue. No hesitation. I will house it. You throw some brownie in it, too? You don't need just ice cream and just hot fudge, just just whipped cream and just a cherry. You can put some toppings on it. That's the best part these days is when you go to those ice cream shops, throw a little bit of toppings on it. Your little cookie dough. A little Reese's Pieces. You ever doing Reese's Pieces instead of Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? Oh, yeah. It'll shift your mind. Oh, yeah. It'll make you think twice about life. And it's not bad. National Hire a Veteran Day. That's great. You know, that should be every day. Veterans should get hired every single day. Yep. But it's nice to call it out specifically on a day and kind of put it to the forefront of people's minds. Putting the pieces back together airs on Thursdays here on WSIC. They're at 3 o'clock. John Galena, Brad Borders, Top Notch Crew, Devin Alexander, the great crew up there, um, care about veterans. Uh, Combat wounded veteran himself when I talked to John. Wild. Wild. So listen to them, 3 o'clock on Thursdays. National Thread the Needle Day. Okay, we can play with that one. Thread the Needle. You much of a sewer, Frank? No, I am not. I've tried to sew a few things. You know, I'll have a, I'll have a button go sometimes, you know what I mean? Just give the old pop. And uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've repaired, you know, things. I've, you sure. know, I've, I've dabbled. Um, but it's not, not my forte. Not something that I was formally taught. And I have friends of mine that are just like, you know, like, Sure, stuff up and do things like that all the time, but I'm just 
that is a skill I am lacking. I go straight, uh, you know, Italian old school with it, where I'll just try to thread the needle by hand. But these sewing machines with just a needle moving a thousand miles an hour up and down, scary. You won't find me touching that because I don't know how it works. You right. know what I mean? Like, how does it thread? You know, it's an amazing that I need to watch a documentary on that. Just how to how to thread a needle. That that would be that would be pretty tough to do. Uh, but people do it every day. It just makes me a little nervous. I don't like sharp, pokey things. I'm not into shots, all that kind of stuff. Needles just doesn't seem like my thing. So there you go. There's some holidays. There's some holidays. Frank, if you could have a national holiday made, what would you make? Pat Shannon Day. Pat Shannon Day. That's right. He's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. Yep. Pat Shannon is a national treasure. So Pat Shannon is the host of the Home Ad Show. It airs Monday through Friday from 9 to 11. If you got to sell something, you got to buy something, you want to trade, maybe you found something, maybe you lost something. Do you have a birthday? Do you have an anniversary? Well, Pat Shannon's who you call. Yep. 9 to 11, Monday through Friday. And he gives away prizes every day. Pat is great. He gives you free stuff every day. If you've got a birthday or anniversary, he puts your name down on the list. And at 10.45 every day, he spins this ginormous wheel, which, Frank, you remember when I first tried to use the wheel. I tried to put it up on the desk. Yeah, I thought you were going to, like, pull it, throw your back out or something. Yeah, yeah. something. And break the board up there, something that would have been <laughs> terrible. So quickly, everyone shouted at me, no, 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 no. And uh, so I, I learned a good lesson that day. Yeah, one of, one of the things I love about Pat is that he is, he is the same person on air that he is, like, you know, in person. Yes. And uh, it, it, he's just so wholesome. Yeah. Like, he just warms my heart every time I talk to him. Genuine dude. Like, I mean, he could be yelling at you, be like, why isn't this fixed? Yeah. And it's like, thank you for yelling at me. This has been marvelous. <laughs> this was the experience I was looking for. I needed this. Thank you. I needed this moment <laughs> right here to get my day started. And maybe you're just getting your day started right now. Maybe you just hopped in the car. What time you got to be at work? 8.30, 9 o'clock? What time do people go to work now? 8 o'clock? 8.30, It used to be a 9 to 5. Can we call it a 9 to 5 anymore? Or is it just like, hey, I just work. This is 24-7. That's what I do. If they need me, they call. And I come. Because that's what I do. Yeah, I can, I can sleep tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> sleeping when I'm dead. <laughs> that's what I'll do. I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, you can't do that. You have to get some sleep. You can't not sleep. You're just like water. You got to have some sleep. That, that'd be the real question. So back to the whole survival thing, Frank, uh, if you had, you had to protect your water. That's the other thing. It's like, now we're getting into protecting the water too. Like that now, right, yeah. oh, Frank yeah. is giving me this look right now. Oh, the water will be protected. The water will be protected. Yeah, we're good. We're good. The water's safe. I'm not going to tell you where it's at. It's buried deep beneath the surface. That's my secret. That's my secret to keep. It's in my lair, my bat cave. A bat cave would be legit. I feel like the the land that you'd be on to in that game, the barter system, would be very important. Oh, absolutely. I've always wanted to find that secret cave and tunnel that you can build underneath, you know what I mean? Or some type of underground bunker. People are building underground bunkers. You've seen these out there? They're on the internet. You can build these bunkers. There you go. Oh, and the phone's ringing for Frank. Here we go. Okay, somebody's got a thought. Somebody's got a thought. It might be Megan Suber who's calling on the phone. Because uh, she's going to join us at 745. So she is one of the co-hosts of Hometown Hour. She uh, is the communi- Director of Communications and Marketing for the town of Mooresville. Sharp as they come. Absolutely sharp as they come. Got a caller. Okay, we've got a caller on the phone. Caller, are you there? 
Colin? I'm here. Justin, how are you? This is Bill Russell. Bill Russell, host of Town Talk, which airs on Wednesdays. It's only Tuesday, sir. How you doing? I'm doing good, but I was I was hearing you dissing wine a while ago. Uh, what is that about? I didn't diss wine, Bill. Let, let me be clear. I didn't diss wine. I just don't drink wine. I just I get a headache. I drink one glass and I've got a headache. I can I can tell you what that's about. First off, you got to lay off the Boone's farm. <laughs> okay. Second piece of advice. A second piece of advice, uh, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Those are called the tannins. And sometimes if you drink uh, cabs, uh, red wine, you can get uh, tannins, and that'll give you a headache. But if you drink a nice Merlot or a blend, you'll be good. But you need to drink a nice wine, not that uh, $12 stuff off the shelf. Not well. That there's my first problem right there. Is I I wouldn't know which bottle to pick and not to pick. We're going to break real quick. Thanks, Bill, for calling. We appreciate you. Listen to Town Talk Wednesdays at four o'clock. Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chambers, the host of that show. Good morning, LKN. Coming back. Now more Good Morning LKN with Justin Kazepis on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, Frank's on the sticks. Look, and Bill Russell called, and I'm not hating on wine. Let me be clear. Jesus' first miracle. You can't hate on it. I just don't drink it. Instant headache. He told me to stop buying the cheap box stuff. But on National Wine and Cheese Day, I'll at least hit 50%. I'm definitely going to have some cheese. It may just be a cheese stick, because that's what we got at the house right now for the kids. And it's good. You know what else is good is Hometown Hour, the show that airs at 11 o'clock every Tuesday. It's co-hosted by Mayor Miles Adkins and Megan Suber, the Director of Communications and Marketing for the town of Mooresville. Megan's joining us uh, now on the phones. Megan, uh, National Wine and Cheese Day, are you going to partake on either of those today at all? Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Hey there, Megan. Sorry about that. Uh, National Wine and Cheese Day. You partaking on either of those at all? Oh, wow. I feel so unprepared for this, Justin. Is this today? It's National Wine and Cheese National Day today. And- it is. It is. Oh, my goodness. Well, now I know that I need to hit the grocery store on my way home from work today. I'm Sorry I just added something to your plate. Please don't be mad at me for that. No, 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 that's fine. It's, it's good to celebrate things. That's right. So like I said, I'll probably do a cheese stick. You know, the kids, we got those just quick access in the, in the refrigerator right now, and that, that may be the extent. Are you a big cheese connoisseur? You know a lot about a different fancy cheeses at all? Oh, I enjoy good cheese, but, uh, you know, I'm not too highbrow. I also like a good cheese stick. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You're, you're, you're good at what you do, Megan. I don't know if people tell you that very often, but you are, you are very good at communicating. And so I appreciate, well, you, I appreciate your willingness to uh, embark on this journey. Uh, you guys have now done a show a couple of weeks. And how are you feeling mm-hmm. about it? Do you, you, you liking it? You not liking it? It's just me and you. You can be honest. No, I think it's a fun time, and you know, I honestly amazed to let us come every week. Um, but no, it's it's great, and it's a wonderful opportunity for us to tell the story of Mooresville. Um, whether our listeners are residents of Mooresville, visitors to the area, or just local people that may pop up to Mooresville to hit Target, or um, 
enjoy some of our great events, you know, it's great to learn more about where you live and what's going on where you live and the people that make where you live such a wonderful place. It's a big year for Mooresville, 150th. That's a big celebration. You've got a few events uh, throughout the, the rest of the year, don't you? We sure do. We've got three more signature events. Um, The first one coming up is our B3 event, Bands, Brews, and Barbecue on September 16th, and we're real excited about that one. going to have an announcement of the band lineup coming the week of August 10th. So that's going to be some big headliner names, hopefully, at that event. I'm going to have to plan to attend that one. Frank just threw his arms up here. Very excited about that. Uh, so we'll definitely make sure that we're, we're in attendance on that one. I'll bring the youngins out and just let them run loose through Mooresville. It's a good place to do that at. Uh, downtown Mooresville. Talk to me about it for a, a minute. i, I got to be honest with you. You guys are doing great things with your downtown. When you think of kind of like this old school town, a lot of people like, I don't know why in other places when they think of North Carolina, like it's just instantly like think of Andy Griffith, right? I don't know why that's the mantra of North Carolina, but you, you, know. you guys, <laughs> you guys have done so well with your downtown and reviving a community and getting active engagement from citizens, from residents, from patrons who come and visit. What's the secret to making such a great downtown? I really think the secret, Justin, is the people, because this is not a one-person effort. This is a whole community effort. This is an effort on behalf of the town and town staff. This is an effort on behalf of the Mooresville Downtown Commission, the local businesses, and even the residents and visitors that provide input and support the initiatives that we have. So it really is the people that make a difference. Um, you, You mentioned Andy Griffith. I think there is a little sprinkling of Andy Griffith in um, a lot of downtowns, just that quaint hometown feel. But we also are not trying to get stuck in the past. We're trying to work towards the future and make sure that we have amenities and events and resources that our community wants and needs. And a great example of that is our new Liberty Park, which just opened um, the phase two a couple months ago. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. We're talking with Megan Suber, the Director of Communications and Marketing for the Town of Mooresville, also co-host of Hometown Hour that airs every Tuesday here on WSIC from 11 to noon. Megan, you mentioned parks. How important are parks in the future plan of Mooresville? They're incredibly important. Green space and access to high-class amenities is what people are looking for. We have 17 parks in Mooresville currently, and we're always looking to expand our offerings and opportunities and facilities and make sure that we're covering all areas that we serve, whether it's the 28115 or the 28117. I love how you throw the zip codes in there like that. That was pretty slick. I, uh, I didn't have the zip codes oh. memorized, but that was pretty good there. So there's two zip codes for Mooresville. Is that it? Or are you, are you, are you shading somebody right now? Be honest. No, no shading. Um, yes, we have two zip codes in Mooresville. And, you know, it's, it's funny. It's kind of been a thing in the past because original Mooresville, Mooresville circa 1873 is where the 28115 is. But we've grown and expanded into the 28117. And for those those of you who don't know the zip codes, think of that as the west side of 77. We have a huge and ever-growing footprint on that side and residents and visitors to serve there. 
So it's a great opportunity to serve both the, the historic part of Mooresville, but also the up-and-coming part of Mooresville, the lake side of Mooresville, if you will. Lots of opportunities there. Public officials who are elected get a lot of the limelight, whether good or bad, um, when it when it comes to publications and just in the community. But you're part of the staff, and so you actually execute on the vision and the missions. What's what's the current dynamic of the staff of Mooresville? Is everybody happy? Is is or is or are the social media onslaughts accurate in that life is terrible for everybody? Be honest with us. I think I think social media gives an inaccurate picture into life, whether it is life in Mooresville or life anywhere in general. Um, we have a great staff at the town, and we all work towards the same vision and goals, and that's our residents and providing the high-quality services for our residents. Um, we recently, Justin, had the great opportunity to work on a recruitment video for our public operations um, staff. So these are your your streets people. These are your um, water treatment and wastewater treatment crews. These are your engineering staff, your fleet staff. Um, a lot of those great um, individuals that keep the town running but are often the unsung heroes. And just to hear them speak about how much they love the town and love working for the town, that's really um, invigorating and, and makes you proud to do what you do and work for such a great community. Mayor Miles Adkins on the 4th of July uh, read a proclamation on air when we, when we met you at the Stars and, Stripe on, Stars and Stripes on Main Parade, declaring Mooresville to be the most patriotic town in America do you think that his assessment and proclamation was accurate? I think that Mooresville has a great patriotic spirit. Um, we have Richard's Coffee Shop, which is a wonderful uh, veteran hub for our downtown. We've got the Exchange Club that does so many great community-focused, veteran-focused, and um, national pride-focused events. I think there's a real spirit in Mooresville of being a hometown America and hometown Americana kind of place. So I, I do think that there is a strong contingent um, for the most patriotic town in America. Can't say that I've visited all the towns, but I do think we're a strong contender. You've mentioned growth and obviously as Mooresville's changed over 150 years, which, you know, change is going to happen in 150 years. I, it, we change every day. So for you, from mm -hmm. your position as director of communications, what's, what's the messaging then? What, what do you want people to know as it relates to the future, the opportunities, and, and what life could be like or should be like or is like, wh whatever way, for the town of Mooresville? Sure. A couple things there. Um, first thing is that you know, we are, as we are growing, we are trying to grow strategically and um, grow and control what we can control. Does that mean we can control all the things? No, there's this little thing, Justin, I don't know if you've heard of NCDOT. Uh, they do have an impact on how we grow and what we are able to control and do as far as our infrastructure and our roadways are concerned. But we are trying to work with our 
um, community partners, whether that's local, whether that's statewide, like NCDOT, whether that's at the federal level, to make sure we are planning and providing um, resources and amenities for our community, not just for the now, but also for the future, thinking ahead about what we need for the future. Another part of this uh, that we always do have to remind our residents and visitors that is this stuff takes time. We know that you would like to have Highway 150 widened right now. We know that it would be so great to get a trail system and sidewalks all throughout town that it offers huge interconnectivity. But this stuff takes time and it takes planning. And we're um, setting the groundwork now for projects that we will see come to fruition in the future and provide a even better and more enhanced quality of life for our residents and visitors. All right, Megan Suber, co-host of Hometown Hour that airs today, every Tuesday from 11 to 12. She is the Director of Communications and Marketing for the Town of Mooresville. Uh, Megan, I appreciate the early morning phone call from you, and I'm looking forward to your show today. Absolutely, Justin. Great way to start my day. Yes, ma'am. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, you heard it. Megan Suber, top-notch. I tried telling you she's, she's sharp. I wasn't lying to you. I wouldn't do that to you. Good morning, LKN. We're going to get a little bit of news, and then we're coming right back. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte. Good morning, LKN. If you logged into Twitter today, you logged into the wrong platform because it's no longer called Twitter. It's just called X. X.com. And when it first launched, I tried going to X.com, but then it reroutes you to Twitter.com. So now I'm just confused. Is it X or is it Twitter? I think someone needs to decide. Elon needs to decide. He needs to stop pouring wine bottles all over chairs and just decide what he's going to do with this platform. Because the way of the future is here, is what he says. There's, there's a debate about the electronic electric cars. Frank, you like electric cars? Oh, yeah. Big fan? Uh, big fan. Okay. What is it the get-up that you like about the electric? What do you like about electric cars? Instant torque. Just go. Yeah, it's just immediate. Green light, gas, boom. Green light, gas, go. I'm not one of those, oh, it's better than the environment. No, it's, I, I, I'm not going to argue that. Forget the environment. Yeah, yeah. It's, I still like my dyno, my dyno fuels, my sure. dyno uh, powered. Give machines. me straight diesel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but um, as far as like just the power and just like I've, sit, I've sat in and driven several, it is just, it is impressive. Yeah, I have, a, I have a, a good friend who's got a Tesla and he loves it. Yeah. He, he, or he pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. waited 15 months. I think it got delivered on a shiny vehicle, dropped into the garage. He's got his little charger. He just loves it. And, and one of the things I was talking about with it, this is the part that kind of makes me nervous. There's so much technology in it that they can watch your every move. Oh, yeah. That's the part that, that has me nervous about these electric vehicles because it's so tied to technology and networks and all this stuff. They could just turn it off if they wanted to. Well, you see a lot of other automakers doing things like, you know, subscription packages, you know, for features inside vehicles, you yeah. know, radio, stuff like that. It just, 
you know, th- that kind of boggles my mind. You know, the one thing about uh, electric vehicles, you can't have AM radio in them. You can. It's just not a pleasurable experience. Can you explain to me why, in layman's terms, why you can't have AM radio in an electric vehicle? The motors make noise, and because the motors make noise, um, it interferes with the 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 same frequencies that the AM is operating on, your same receive frequency. So because of all the extra noise at the motors that the electric car is making, it's really hard to hear the the AM radio on air. So because of noise. But of I noise, thought they yeah. didn't make noise. Like I thought the car itself is silent, right? Isn't e- that what they claim? Electrical noise. Ele- electrical oh, noise. Like yeah. RF? Like RF. Like exactly. RF, which yeah. I'm learning about. You've been teaching me about RF. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like we haven't even hit the first wave of disposing of all these batteries. So it seems like, but they claim, I think it's like 500,000 miles you can drive a Tesla. Could you imagine 500,000 miles on a vehicle? I don't, I don't, I've not seen, I know there's very few that have lasted, right? But you talk about the amount of parts you got to replace to get to 500,000 miles, given our roads. Drive 77 right now and just see if you can get 500,000 miles in that bad boy. Not, not happening. Not unless, you know, you're in a transfer truck or something like that. I mean, I've, I've seen million mile a million mile vehicles, but they've all been like big rigs and things like that. Sure. And probably had almost every part replaced inside of oh, them yeah, multiple everything. times. Right. Yeah. I also am not a fan. My truck has, you know, that little A button with like that auto cuts the engine off. Yes. Why can't I turn that off? I, I, I mean, like I can hit the button to turn it off, but why does it have to default to on? I don't like that. No. Because isn't that killing people's starters too? Like, isn't it kill the engine and start the engine every time? Well, supposedly, um, you know, they've bulked up the starters and they bulked up all the electronics to be able to handle that. I, I don't believe it. Yeah, it's I'm I'm skeptical. First thing I do, I turn on the car, turn off the A. I just turn it off. And then I have to do it every time I turn the vehicle back on. I don't like that. I know on some vehicles you can, you know, instead of putting it into like drive or overdrive, you can put it in like, you know, second or third, uh, if you're just doing around the town driving, things like that, and it will not kick over that automatic shut off. I've also found that if I blast my AC, it won't turn it off either. Like right. we we have I got my truck and then and then Demi dro- rocks the minivan and so I'll blast the AC in the minivan and it gives me the air cannot use the auto because of the climate and I say good. Good. I don't want it. This is America. Destroy that fuel economy. That's Just what I want to do. I I if I want to go fill up with gas, I'm going to do it. This is America. So I don't like people trying to control me, and I feel like that's what they're trying to do is control me. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't, I don't understand why legally we have to have this in a vehicle. And then I was looking at the th- – I started Googling, and like, how do I turn this off so it doesn't automatically kick on? And like all these responses on these threads, what do you not care about the environment? What are you, what are you, what are you anti-Earth? Like, no, I'm not anti-Earth. It's just annoying because when, when I have to pull out and out of make a left out of my neighborhood and it does this auto shutoff thing – and then I got to worry about that half second for my car to like kick back on. That seems dangerous. Isn't that more of a safety issue than anything for the fact that the engine's got to cycle back up so I can go? Justin, you're, you're too aggressive of a driver. That's I clearly, right. I need to slow. I need like an <laughs> Oldsmobile. I always said like if my dream car would be like a 67 Lincoln Continental, just a boat, just a lo- put some suicide doors on Land the back. Yacht. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Because then if I could do that, I probably wouldn't even drive. I'd just sit in the back seat. I like driving. Don't get me wrong. But if I had that kind of a cruiser, 
I'd want to just sit in the back seat and enjoy the ride. Like the Lincoln Lawyer. Just like the Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> Great movie. Great. We've talked about Matt McConaughey. You know, have you seen his Lincoln commercials? Uh-uh. Oh, when he he uh-uh. did commercials for Lincoln at okay. one point. Yeah. And he's like at this like oasis ice fishing place. And it's just him sitting in the back. He's like sipping brandy out of the back of like a, a navigator. Mm-hmm. And then like the fish just catches on the line. Like right. he, he didn't even touch the rod. Right. It's just classic. Have, have you seen the uh, the Netflix series, The Lincoln Lawyer? Yet? I haven't watched it. My mom's been watching it. I have not watched it yet. Pretty good. Is it? The second season came out oh, a couple weeks ago. It's, um, that is my jam. I thoroughly enjoy it. We uh we, we fall asleep with the TV. Yeah. I, I don't know. I need like noise on, and then it puts. I don't. It's it's probably a bad habit, but uh, we we watch uh you know we have our trash TV shows. Yep. We're watching right now, and I, and I don't even know if I am I embarrassed to say it. I don't know. Ninety Day Fiance before the ninety days. Have you seen the? Have you seen Ninety Day Fiance before? I have. Be passing. honest, Frank. Be honest, Frank. <laughs> we're 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 more of like a, a Gordon Ramsay, you oh. know, chef shows and uh, like Survivor. We're on like a big Survivor like binge right now. I could believe that. Oh yeah, I could believe that. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, I yeah. do. Uh, that'll be on. But that makes me hungry. And like at nine o'clock at night to like want to like cook up some barbecue is not good. Uh, see, see, the issue in my house is like we have uh, impromptu charcuterie boards. You know, just like lump cheese, you just grab from the uh, grocery store, just like packs of salami. I mean, it's just you know, we're just eating right out of the bag. But that's that's you know, good things. You, well, you can clean up easier that way. Now you don't oh, have to yeah. get why well, get fancy with it. You don't have to cut it up and line it all up as if you've got guests coming. I know, I know, right? This is in bed eating. You know what my daughter asked for last? So I got a six year old daughter. Yeah, right. For dinner, she requested a charcuterie board. Wow. Uh, She's got class. Yeah, right? Look at that. My wife looked at her like, really? Like the rest of the family's eating pizza, and you want like cheese and all this other mess? Like, what is wrong with you? I I believe (laughs) that. No, that's good, though. She's got class. Look, you're raising her right, Frank. Clearly, you guys are raising her right. She's smart. And she's got, you know, there's nothing wrong with having culture. And that's what she's getting with that. And it's a well-balanced diet probably, right? Because you get cheese, you get some meat, you get some fruit. Yep. Isn't that the rule? Like you want color? Yep. Right? Some and veg, so you're getting veggies. That. And yeah, she was, she was rocking it last night. For, the, for daycare, we've got the uh, bento boxes for the kids when yep. they go to school. They need like a bento box version of charcuterie boards if they don't have that. So you can just eat it in bed. Right. That's not bad. Right. Without making a big mess. That's right. That's exactly right. And uh, we can uh, we can enjoy that. that I, I can get down with that. But 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Uh, well, uh, let me. I got to tell you about, about some of these people on here. And I'm not hating on people. I get it. Like relationships can form in many, many different ways. But some of these people are crazy. I'm sorry. I got no other way to say it. Good morning, LKN, 844-STUDIO-4. Wait till I tell you about some of these people I saw on the TV last night. Now, more stimulating talk for Lake Norman Statesville with Justin Kazepis. It's Good Morning, LKN, on the new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, LKN. Justin Gazepis. Frank's on the sticks. Look, I was saying, I was saying before the break, I have to fall asleep with the TV on. Probably a bad habit. I understand. But it, it whatever, the nothingness behind. So so we can't watch too much uh TV that requires deep thought. We we tried getting into Yellowstone. We got through a lot. Probably I think I think I'm in season four right now. Is season four the most recent season or is it season five? Somewhere in that range. I don't know. 
But it's hard because like by the end of the day, we hang out with the kids, then the kids go down for bed. And you know, the mind just gets to mush by a certain point in the night. So I can't put on anything that, that is going to require a lot of deep thought. For a long time, we just had The Office on repeat. Hilarious show. I, I still to this day consider The Office one of the greatest shows ever made. It's up there. Parks and Rec, fantastic show. Hilarious. Chris Pratt in, in Parks and Rec, by far. I mean, you talk about a breakout role. There it was. Yep. And whoever plays uh, Ron Swanson, I don't know the guy, I don't know his name in real life. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely. The whole bunch. And The Office again. We've seen it probably through 10 times. But there's a show we're watching now that puts me to sleep. But at the same time, it's, it's also making me stay awake. Because these people, the decisions they're making, questionable. So you've heard of 90 Day Fiance, I'm sure. This is 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. So this is them meeting face-to-face for the first time. They've met online, and now they're going to meet. But this isn't your traditional, hey, I live in Cornelius too, or I live in Huntersville, or I live in Mooresville, I live in Statesville. No, 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 no. This is, I live in Brazil. I live in Portugal. I live in Tunisia. I live in Ukraine. I live in Syria. That's the type of relationship that these people are getting into. And I have this bad habit now. I have a really bad habit. And I don't want to judge people. I'm not trying to judge people. But the moment the American meets the person from the other country, I can't help but say to myself, Yes, I love America. I come to America now. How is it any other way besides these people just want to come to America? Because some of these people and some of these stories are so outlandish. How could it not be just about coming to America? I, I want to know, like, has any, is there a website out there that's tallying, like, and keeping up with these people after the fact? Like, give me the tally rate. What's the successful marriage rate from this show? You can't tell me that all these people are just looking for ways to come to America. And I can't blame them. Everybody wants to come to America. It's the greatest country on earth. Of course they want to come to America. But the fact that they're making this show to showcase these relationships, and I get it, people meet online. I got no problem with meeting online. I met Demi through a blind date. We were face-to-face in the same town. But, but we were a blind date, got set up by a good friend. I got to say, it's been a positive move. Glad I made that decision. Glad she still puts up with me. But when you land after a 14-hour flight, one guy, he he flew, it wasn't even Brazil. It was like deep Brazil. So he flew like umpteen hours and then had to do like a three-day boat ride to a village. And this girl has internet and he meets her. And within like two, three weeks, let's get married. And guess what? I'm going to sign that visa paperwork. You're coming to America, babe. That's the level. That's what this show is all about. People want to come to America. And so you wonder about like immigration and like these spousal visa programs. And there's people that like have genuine relationship, right? Like, like there's some people that you meet and you happen to be in a foreign country 
or you or they happen to be here and you meet and like that situation occurs. So there are people that from foreign countries that that yeah, there's real relationship. But you got to wonder how many people are like to this level of I met them online, they're the love of my life, I'm ready for marriage. Cuz that's what it's really about. These people are ready for like they want marriage. You know what I mean? Like you get in this this season of life where you say to yourself, I got to get married. That's going to make my life better is getting married. Hey, man, when you know, you know. That's <laughs> right? So, yeah. uh, you know, tell myself a little bit. So I asked, uh, well, I mean, not, I was joking, kind of. But yeah, when I met my wife, you know, second date, and I was like, hey, will you marry me? Again, it wasn't a, a serious thing. That's but... funny. I did the same thing to Demi. I asked her to marry me like 40 times before she said yes. Smart woman. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she did good waiting. She did good waiting. I wasn't in a good place probably at that point, but she's put up with me. I asked her like 50 times. I said, hey, w- will you marry me? And she's like, stop asking if you're not serious. I said, I'm serious. Let's go right now. I don't need some fancy wedding. I feel like most commonly that's like the 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 woman's dream is the fancy, not all, nice wedding, the, the shindig, mm. the party. Me, let's go to the courthouse. Sign it up. Because, you know, legally, marriage is just whenever the uh, preacher person, right, the clergy person, the officiant, the aficionado says, I now declare you husband and wife. That's the legally time you're married in North Carolina is when they declare that. And then you get the the certificate and all the other stuff. I was going to say, I thought it was when the certificate was dry. (laughs) No, it's not when the certificate is dry. It's when they they proclaim you husband and wife is when it is. It's a lot of power. That is. That's a lot of power. So these people signing up for internet licenses of being uh, aficionados, be careful. You, you wield a lot of power. But when I see these people, and there's, there's one where you also don't know what the person's really like until you're face-to-face. So with phone and technologies, they're, they're, the American girl was using filters on their video chat. So the guy, when, he, when she, she flies to Tunisia, and the guy has a T-shirt made up with the girl's face that he had screenshotted of her. <laughs> Did not look like her. Did not. And like so, in his in his broken English, yeah, she very beautiful, but not look like her picture. And it's like, well, that's the other side of this: is you meet them the first time, and then what are you gonna do? Like you you sign up for this TV show. What are you gonna say that you don't look like this? I'm done. I'm gonna walk away. Because in his mind. I go to America. <laughs> and so you kind of just ride with it. You right. just ride with it. And that's what these people are doing. They're just trying to come to America. And I'm not opening this up to a big immigration conversation. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to choose violence this morning. But this is the level of trash TV that, that, that we're watching at night for me to fall asleep. But it's, it's so trash that I can't even fall asleep. It just engages my mind. So just garbage dumping into my mind about these people. And it's making me jaded. It's making me jaded almost to this point. So I, gotta, I, I flipped the channel, and, and we watched the other one we watched, Below Deck. You ever watch Below Deck? Cannot it's, say I have. It's like sailing and, and yachting in the middle of beautiful places, Spain, Mediterranean, uh, you know, the, the, the Virgin Islands. Cool life. I don't know if I could handle it, though. You'd be stuck in a small cabin. You know what I mean? On the, on the ocean and with like 12 people for nine weeks. And you don't know these people. Like some of them you work with them before. But you're signing up to go work with a random crew in the middle of the ocean for nine weeks. I need my space. I'm not built for that. 
similar to why, like, if it, it, I could never be in the Navy and be on a submarine. Like, I can't live like that. I just, I would go crazy. But there's people who are made for that. And I'm very grateful for our Navy. I'm very grateful for the way your God put together your DNA to be able to handle those tight, tight scenarios. We need those people. I'm not your guy. I will sit around and judge a bunch of people on TV, though, on these TV shows. It's probably not good. Just infecting my mind. But you know what? It helps me fall asleep. Because this is what it does. And, and I don't know if this is okay to say. It makes me feel normal. Because we all, we all want a benchmark to compare to, right? Which, which we, we want to feel better about ourselves. When really there's only one standard, but different conversation. But I can say to myself, see, babe, it could have been worse. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. I'm not. See, I told you. You could go to Tunisia if you want to. But no, you chose me. And I'm grateful for that. What's, what's, your, what's your, your trash TV, 844 Studio 4, that just puts you to sleep? Maybe you're engaged with it. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you are following this. There was the, uh, the show before where, where the, the Say Yes to the Dress. You ever watch that? Yes. Say Yes yeah. to the Dress, Frank. That's another one. But hey, it's, you know, is that trash TV? Maybe not. It is a whole thing of picking out the dress and feeling pretty and all the, the whole nine yards and the ceremony. I get it. I get it. But that's not just for me. If I, if I, if I have to suck into this, this, this stuff, I'm going to start throwing comments out. And that's why I'm not good to watch these shows with. Demi doesn't like watching with me because I make comments. Similar to my country music mantra. <laughs> hey, I love you. I love my mama. Justin, I think you need a hobby. Another that, hobby? That's what it boils down to. Another hobby. You need to learn a new skill set. A new skill set. I've got a very special set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, I'll, I'll pick up a new hobby. I've always wanted to get my pilot's license. Demi has pretty much flat out told me, like, div- it's, either, if you, it's either pilot license or divorce is pretty much what she has yeah, said. Yeah, it's a pretty expensive hobby. It is, and also dangerous a little bit. Yeah. You know, flying in the air, planes, you hear stuff on the news. But still the safest way to travel statistically. You really can't beat it. I mean, it's, car accidents happen every day. People fall getting out of bed. That's my mantra. If I get out of bed, there's the risk. That The world is at risk when I get out of bed is really what it is. It's not me. It's the world that should be nervous. That's what it's about. We're going to have Debbie O'Hanley, the executive director of the Hope House, uh, on next. She is going to – actually, no, we're going to have her – yeah, 830. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have her on next. She is the host of a Community Centered, a show focused on the community, the needs of the community – uh, for, for, those in, for those in need and providing hope to people. And so she's going to join us on the phone next. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. Justin Kazepis, Frank's on the sticks. Bill the Beach Bum is off doing Lord knows what. But we hope him only the best. We hope he's enjoying that sunshine. Sleeping in probably today. He'll be back at it on Thursday, though. Coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. Excited for today. I'm excited because I get to hear a great show. And that show airs at 3 o'clock. It's community-centered, hosted by Debbie O'Hanley, the executive director of The Hope House, a transitional homeless shelter for women and children 
in Huntersville, North Carolina. And she's top notch. I always learn something from Debbie. She is so ingrained in the community. But the real question, Debbie, being National Wine and Cheese Day, where is the best spot for wine and cheese in the Lake Norman area? My backyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sitting out in the oasis, enjoying the sunset with hubby. Is he in town this week or is he traveling? No, he's traveling once again off to Nashville. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, what's going on in your world these days? Uh, I believe you, you, we've had some families transition out of the Hope House and new ones come in at this point. What's the status at the Hope House? We have, I have been wallpapering, painting, moving, cleaning, um, praying, just doing all kinds of stuff. I'm super excited about this week because this is Elevation Church Love Week. And that means every single day this week, uh, the Hope House and many other non-for-profits and service organizations in our community are getting way loved on. And boy, talk about the perfect timing for me to feel the love is this week. So um, we're going to be talking on today's show with Tessa Young, is their director of outreach. She's going to tell us all about that, how it came about, why, why we do this love thing and what that means and how you can get involved. So I am feeling the love. And they, um, they wear these T-shirts when they come out and serve, and it's just love, right? And every year it's like, whoa, what's the T-shirt color going to be? And I happened to just randomly put on a T-shirt yesterday knowing I was going to do some painting, and mine said, more love. So I'm feeling the love and excited to share that with listeners today. It's always good whenever you've got strong community partners. That's something that's one of, you know, you believe the pillars of to a great community is partnership. What do you think mm -hmm. makes a good partner? I would say a servant's heart. And really, you know, there's to serve and then there's the servant. And lots of folks, you know, we love them. They come to volunteer to serve. And I, I know they're all over the community serving. But we love the servant's heart who's just like, yep, got to get it done. What do you need done? How do I do this? And they're not thinking about themselves or their own needs. They literally are serving with their heart. And that's so refreshing for us to see because sometimes in this space, um, it's hard. It's really hard, and you have to be an all-in kind of person. Unfortunately, I have a lot of staff who kind of like me are all-in, and when I say, hey, we're, we're moving furniture today or we're painting a wall, they're like, really? Is this what we do? But we want to give these new families in our space a new opportunity and show them with respect and dignity what, what good housekeeping looks like, what a good neighbor looks like, what it means to be a homeowner. So excited when something is new um, for our folks. So yeah, having servants' hearts that help us get excited about that same thing so that we can give folks a do-over is um, gets me jacked up in the morning. And at the end of the day, a little wine and cheese helps. <laughs> well, with the number of families that come through the Hope House each year, because it is a program and people do come through, they, they, they onboard and then they go through the process and then they exit in some way, shape or form. Can you quantify for us, because you've seen a lot of families, how many types of personalities are there on this planet? <laughs> when you say multiple personalities, 
there are there are folks that come with multiple personalities themselves in addition to oh boy um many 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 personalities and lifestyles right and cultural differences and beliefs and value systems so we have to be so open and you know my personal attitude is i come to learn even at my old age and even as long as i've been doing this i know that you know folks come to hope house for a reason to transform their lives but there's always a lesson in it for me to learn and i'm always you know when i train my social workers that come in i always say to them never lose your sense of wonder as in i wonder why they do that or i wonder how they're going to end up, or I wonder this. So lots of personalities. Um, and there's always a lesson in each one for sure. And the the mission of the hope house is to give hope to people who are broken and we're all broken people, but those who have just gone through such situations that, that they truly need help think for me to Mm -hmm. some of the toughest, you know, situations you've, 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 you know, ministered to and people you've ministered to, where where do you start when you start talking about a conversation of hope with someone who's broken? Mm. Well, probably one of the first things we say is leave your regret and shame in the parking lot and enter in when you step through the doors of Hope House, a new opportunity. And, you know, I think with so many folks who might be prideful or, you know, might be so broken, they want to hold on to that, like, because that's who they define themselves as. And so it's, for me, part of the fascination of what we do is sitting in that space of watching them drop it and of watching them just sort of surrender and pick up the new opportunity. Some folks, I had... um a friend of mine ministered to me this morning, and she said, you know, some some folks are like rhinoceros, right? They just keep, like, stepping on everything, even if it's beautiful. A rose bush, it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep charging forward. So you have to be open to knowing that, you know, some things are going to get broken, including personalities and hearts and spirits uh, and furniture, in order to create something new. So it's being patient enough to sit in that space and wait for the transformation, um, some days I'm in a hurry to watch it happen and it doesn't happen according to how I want it, but this isn't about me. This is about them and their opportunity. So it's, it's a fascinating thing that we do, but watching people eventually drop it and leave it in the parking lot. One young lady, when I said that to her, I said, you know, you're, this is a new opportunity for you. Just leave your regret and shame in the parking lot. And she said to me, who cleans your parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about mo- uh, people that come through the program, they've gone through some real crises, right? They've, they've, they've experienced yeah. some terrible situations, but I think we all need hope in some way, shape, or form because, you know, everything that happens in my life is a big deal to me. Everything that happens in your life is a big deal to you. So while we may not quantifiably go through these major quote-unquote crises that are defined by these programs out there. But we all need refreshing. We all need we need help at some point. So so even think to, let's say, someone who hasn't gone through some major crisis like a hurricane or, you know, home displacement or, or major job loss. But we but we need to, to think and remember that, you know, it's okay to need help too. 
So how is it that even we in our, you know, what we'd say normal, right, day-to-day routine, what are some principles and things we can do to to remember and be refreshed? Mm, good one. Um, you know, even everybody needs hope, right? Like you might be driving to Harris Teeter later today and go, oh, I hope I get a good parking spot, or I hope there's something on sale, or I, I hope I have enough money. Yeah, I mean, hope is just, you know, we say it's invisible, but yet it can be seen. And then when you find that perfect parking spot, right, or you, wow, you had enough money, or whatever, then like that's how your hope gets triggered. Like you sit in the space of, of anticipation, and then when it happens, you're we're like always surprised, right? It's like, why why can't we believe more in hope? Why can't we prophesize more in hope? Why can't we put it out there? I have a young lady interviewing yesterday, and she thinks she got the job, and when she came back, I said, you know, how what are you thinking? And she's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to say I got the job because I don't want to jinx myself. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to live in joyful anticipation. You have to hope that you got that job. So just these daily reminders, even like you say, for those folks that aren't sitting in that space of really a, a transformation or that we, we can, you know, like, well, I hope I get that promotion or I, I hope I can be kind to someone who looks like they might be hurting. I had a road rage incident yesterday where this guy got on my tail on West Catawba flailing at me. And I literally was like, I hope he has a better day. And I hope there isn't something <clears throat> going on in his life that's causing him to act in such a crazy way. Rather than getting angry back myself, because I could have, I could have picked that up and I could have been like, hey, yeah, same to you, bud. But instead, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to hope that his day gets better because clearly something has him bothered. So yeah, just be in joyful anticipation. That that's a sign of maturity. My new mantra I'm trying to do is if someone, even if they're upset, just whoop out your phone and take a random selfie with them. Maybe that'll bring some joy. You know, just throw them off. You know, just switch it up real quick on them and let's see how that how that lands. What do you think? I used I used to blow kisses, and then my husband said to me, "That's probably not a good idea because that's a little that's a little wow." Uh, and when you're especially when you're angry, right? When someone's really heated, to like kind of that looks a little passive aggressive. So I don't do that anymore. I just kind of do a silent thing. But yeah, I, the the selfie might be similar to the, the the blowing kisses. People might see that as like, yeah, sure. So I just decided to just surrender and just say, you know, hey, I, I'm just going to hope that they have a better day from here on in and that whatever caused them to flail can get calmed down by the time they get to their destination. So, you know, I might be that one person. I'd love to to start a hope epidemic. I'd love to start a um, a revival of hope. I, I don't know if it if it's possible, but just putting it out there. What can that hurt? Debbie O'Hanley, host of Community Centered, airs today, 3 to 4 o'clock. She's executive director of the Hope House, hopehousefoundation.org. Good morning, LKN, coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Thanks again to Debbie O'Hanley, executive director of the Hope House a women and children's homeless transitional shelter in Huntersville, hopehousefoundation.org if you want to get involved. She's going to have uh, Elevation Church on today with her during her show. They uh, they do a lot in the community. It is Love Week. So you see the trucks and the T-shirts and 
They're just out there loving on people. So always good to see good community partners. Also, thanks to Megan Suber, uh, Director of Communications and Marketing for the town of Mooresville. Her and Mayor Miles Adkins will be on at 11 o'clock from Studio C. Coming up at 9 o'clock, though, from Studio A is going to be Pat Shannon, host of the World Famous. Yeah, World Famous. Heard all over the world. The Home Ad Show. If you got to buy something, sell something, maybe you want to trade. You know, I've bartered before. So I'll tell you a little story. So I have a pontoon boat. I have a pontoon. It's a 95 crest. She's a beauty. She's built for comfort, not for speed. So don't get excited. She got a little 96 Johnson 48 horsepower on the back of her. She get, she's got a little get up though. A little two stroke. Started off with a dirt bike I had. I had two dirt bikes. One was a 125 and one was a 50. Traded them for a 400 four-wheeler and then traded the four-wheeler for the boat. Now, this boat was crusty when I first got it. I remember, uh, I remember the day we launched her and I had to have a friend come pick me up because the motor just peeled over. He towed me back to the dock and then I was able to rebuild the boat with my dad. Cool memory cool memory before he passed away and so bartering i kind of got a little bit of experience remember the show barter kings that came on for a bit on a discovery channel i don't know if that show still exists or not but it was all about just trading up yep and i think it started back with the guy who traded like a paper clip up to like a house or something like that something crazy i don't know how the irs feels about that scenario i don't know what the the tax ramifications are when you trade from a paper clip to a house but i've got some experience with bartering now and so I feel like, Frank, if, if this whole apocalypse happens today, we can make it work. Oh, yeah. See, the lake is a big advantage for water, right? Like, we're in a central location. Maybe. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> Kinda, sorta. You need to find a spring somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, true. We'll just <laughs> dig a well. If you, if you know how to dig a well. See, this is where education, we need to get back to trades. Because trades are going to be the key, too, to all of it. Plumbers, HVAC electricians, people who drill wells carpenters, contractors, they're going to be sitting right because those are real practical skills. And that's what we need to get back to in education. I've said that before. Trade school, if we think about what's going to happen, you know, young kids, Frank, you've got young kids too. What's the world going to be like in 15 years? Right. What's the education scene going to be like in 15 years? The whole four-year degree from a university thing, I don't think it's, or I don't think it remains the same. It can't at this point. Because this is what, what the current generation's finding out, and this is why they're so upset. You told me if I get a four-year degree, I'm going to be guaranteed a job. We're seeing that that's not happening. Right. That's not true. And so that, that mantra that was presented to go get higher education so you can get a job, and then you get out and you're not getting these high-paying jobs just by having a four-year degree. But if you're a plumber, you could be making hundred grand a year easily on, as a plumber. Because it's so in demand and it's such a practical skill. It's such a niche place. It was funny. I had I needed some plumbing done a few months back. And the bill was like 400 bucks. I said, dang, really? I said, how much was the part? He said, $2. But it was $398 to know how to, how to use the part. So let that sink in if you're thinking about education. Don't worry about the title. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks about the gig. Because if you're niche and you have a specific skill set and it's in demand, that's what matters. 
I mean, I think that speaks a lot to um, self-reliance too, right? So pick up a skill, learn something new today. Yeah, if you don't know how to do it, it's one of the reasons why I like doing what I do. It's if I don't know, I figure it out, at least if I'm interested in it. And the internet's got all the free tools you can need. Oh, absolutely. You can get an entire education overnight. Right. Be careful, though. Don't go down that rabbit hole, Frank. Yeah. Don't spend all night. All of a sudden, the alarm's going off, and it's like, wait a second, I didn't go to sleep. I've had those nights before. For me, it's like it's most of the time hard to fall asleep, but once I'm asleep, I'm out. But I remember back in high school, I'd be looking up, and I'd be staring at the ceiling, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Just my mind just kept going. Yep. So you know what I do? I put on that trash TV. I just, I just let the tape rock. I look and say, what are these people doing? I come to America, and then I can fall asleep. I can fall asleep. Or maybe I'm dreaming. Then sometimes I'll dream of, like, sailing, you know, if I'm watching Below Deck. You know, then I'm just out on the open ocean. It'd be okay if, like, I could get home immediately. You know what I mean? But, like, to be stuck in the middle of the ocean, ah, that, that turns into a nightmare. You ever have the, the nightmare where you like it feels like you're falling off a cliff and you wake up real quick and you have that shake? You ever had that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Medi- metaclonic jerk. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you just... <clears throat> you wouldn't know the name of that. Metaclonic jerk. There it is. That might be a word of the day. Metaclonic. I don't even know what that means. I think I'm saying that right. You probably... I, I'm not doubting you. If I'm wrong, call 844 4 <laughs> Correct us. If I've been wrong about anything today, most of the time, you probably shouldn't believe what I say. But somebody you can believe is Joe Berg. Joe Berg's got the inside. Have you met Joe? Joe, the WSIC sports director? He's got some top-notch journalism going on. He's already proven how the NBA lottery is rigged. I mean, if you haven't heard that yet, you got to listen to his show, The Scoreboard with Joe Berg. Airs Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. He also busted wide open the NFL. And now he's looking into soccer. This whole messy drama... How you can't bet a particular way? They're forcing money in a particular fashion in betting now? Come on. We should be asking some questions here. Again, I don't bet on sports. I don't really bet because I'd lose. Like I, a couple times I played the lottery, like even the scratch-offs, you know, $5, $1. Definitely I'm in the negative. Over all the time, if I accumulate all, if I, if, I, if I could tally and remember every dollar I've spent on, on lottery tickets, definitely in the negative. And so it's very difficult for me to want to bet because I'm just not good at it. I also don't follow sports like that. I like watching some sports. I can put it on into the background, but I'm not following these teams to know, you know, well, that running back, uh, you know, had a little bit of an injury last week or someone's, you know, riding high right now. I don't follow them enough. So if anybody swindles me into betting, I, I, I should, I got to slap me out of it, Frank. If someone convinces me to put a bet, I'm going to have to text you and let you know, and you just get me out of that trance. Y- yes, sir. Okay. I will absolutely do that. Thank you. See, this is what good friends are for. This is, this is why I like hanging out with the people I hang out with. Yeah, they just, they just keep me in line. Get in line. That's better. I need that some days. You know, in school, maybe that's what they should do. Just get back in line. Get back in line. No, you can't do that. My dad would tell me stories about Catholic school back in the day. Get slapped with a ruler. Just bring back corporal punishment. I don't know about that. Physical violence in school. Isn't that what we're trying to not promote at this point? Probably wouldn't be good. So, so I remember as a, uh, my kindergarten teacher, absolutely love her, right? Kindergarten, first grade teacher. Yeah. She was best friends with my grandmother, oh. right? They're, they were all buddy-buddy. Yeah. That woman would take me into the back and wear me out. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I'm a millennial. Are you grateful for that? Absolutely. Like, part of me wishes that, you know, some, and not not in every instance, but in in some instance, there'd be a little more leeway. You know, it's not all, you know, go put yourself in a corner and, you know, go do timeout. Like, sometimes some, you know, more stern discipline might, you know, might help. Sure. I was in kindergarten 95, 96, different time frame in schools. I recall, and I remember my teacher's name. I have a couple of memories of kindergarten. I was sitting next to my best friend on the carpet during reading time, and she takes off her shoe and just throws it at us and hits my friend, I'm pretty sure, square in the face from what I remember it. You would never see that now. No. Never see that now. Instant lawsuit. Instant lawsuit. Now we stopped talking. And we paid attention to that book. Don't remember the book, but we definitely stopped talking. I very vividly remember in that moment, I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. That wasn't me that got hit. Felt bad for my friend. He cried a little bit. He definitely cried a little bit. I think she was wearing like four-inch stilettos too. And it was just <laughs> a kindergarten teacher wearing four-inch stilettos. Just straight <laughs> spike to the face. Thankfully, it didn't poke an eye out. Like that used to be the level. Like, did you draw blood? No, no issue. That's what it was growing up, right? Are there blood in your shoes? I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Don't, com- don't complain to me. Work it out amongst yourselves. Deal with it. Little different now. A little more coddling. A little more coddling occurring these days. Yeah, I love my kids. I do too. Yeah. And, I, and I definitely find that much. Like before I had kids and I'd, we'd go to a restaurant and there would be like kids crying. I'm like, gosh, these people clearly don't love their baby. They need to pipe that thing down. Hey, why don't you, why don't, why don't you put a muzzle on that thing? Huh? I'm trying to enjoy my dinner over here. I've had a long day too. I don't need this. But now that I've got kids and I'm at a restaurant and somebody's crying, I've got a baby that's crying, babe, we need to buy their dinner. We, we need to right, buy that right. dinner for them because they are going through things that I don't want to have to go through. I don't miss the newborn stage. I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at it. Demi and I self-admittedly wasn't our best time. The dark days. Noah had colic. Whenever he was born, mm. eight weeks allergic to milk, terrible, just cried, couldn't stop it, and it would hit like clockwork. Okay, we're ready to go to bed. <laughs> all night, all night. So I don't miss the newborn season, but you know, being four and two right now, having a lot of fun. Some oh. seasons are good. Yeah, it's an absolute blast. It's an absolute blast. He's too smart for his own good. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how God has blessed him. He is a, basically a certified genius on every level. And Emmy's smart too. She, and, she, and she knows how to control Noah at this point. She doesn't even talk. She does like sign language signals. All of a sudden Noah's running around flanking and then he's whacks me with the sword. I don't know how she figured it out, but she did. So remember that. Crying baby at the, at the restaurant. Don't look at them with a face. Buy their dinner. It, better than that. Go take a random selfie with them. Just enjoy the moment together. Do what you can to spread some joy, some hope. Pat Shannon's up next. You've been listening to Good Morning LKN. Justin Gazepis, Frank's on the sticks. We'll see y'all tomorrow. I love you, my kith.